Welcome back to the Whole Home Podcast, and I pray these interviews have blessed you as they have blessed me. I wanted to let you know that if you want to find out which lady in your church family is coming up next or soon, so you can get excited, or if you feel called to, be praying as she asks God to be revealing himself to her, you can follow Whole Home Podcast on Instagram for these updates. And also, please share the podcast with your community group. That would be a blessing to me if you could help spread the word. Okay, so I am back with the second half of Amalia's interview, and it's time to actually play games. Molly, are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. This or that. We're jumping in. Well, this is funny. The first one was uh, swim or get a tan <laughs> based on your other <laughs> oh my gosh. episode. Probably you swim. You've got to say swim. But it, preferable if you can get a tan while you're swimming. You know? Okay. 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 <laughs> All right. Drama or comedy? Drama. Send or receive a letter? Uh, send. Road trip or fly? Road trip. Coffee or tea? Tea. Which we're drinking now. Yeah. Um, pizza or pasta? What was the first one? Pizza. Pizza or pasta? Um, pasta. Playlist or podcasts? Podcast. Introvert or extrovert? Extrovert. Fake or real plants? Real. Sweatshirt or sweater? Mm, used to be sweatshirt, but I would say sweater now. Fancy. Pool or beach? Pool. Oh. No, I lied. Beach. <laughs> beach. <laughs> you can't change. Gosh. Meat or veggies? Veggies. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Skirt or pants? Pants. Uh, waffle or pancake? Waffle. Oh, no one has said pancake yet. Interesting. Okay, shop online or in store? Online. Gym or spa? Gym. Run or bike? Mm, run. Chocolate or vanilla? Vanilla. Science or history? <laughs> science. Um, I was a science teacher, so I need to say that. Oh, you did? Yeah. You totally didn't say that. Um, I was a middle school science teacher. So, oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, so sixth and seventh grade. Okay. Cookies or chips? Chips. Casual or formal? Casual. Tattoo or piercing? Piercing. Farmer City? I wish I could say farm, but, like, if I'm just being realistic <laughs> about who I am. <laughs> Is it, what, like, to live in or to visit? <laughs> live. Oh, live. I probably have to say city because I don't think I'm, like, I don't think I'm cut out for I I probably could be cut out. I don't have the skills. <laughs> yeah. Indeed. All right. Text or call? Call. Nice. Okay. So now we're going to play a fun game where... I time you for 10 minutes. It's called Fast Talk. Oh. No, five minutes. Did I say five? Ten. And then I ding you. So I'm going to ask you a lot of questions. Okay. And you talk fast. All right. On your mark, set, go. What are you reading right now? I'm reading the, um, oh my gosh, <laughs> sleep deprived. <laughs> um, this is not good for fast talking. I'm reading You Are What You Love. Oh, okay. Do you find the match for socks when you do laundry? Yes. Is there something you do when in a slump or rut? Swim. Do you have a hero? My mom. What is something you're passionate about? Uh, my kids. Well, last thing you watched on TV? The Chosen. Nice. Um, do you have a useless talent? <laughs> do I have a useless Hand motions, talent? right? Uh, Hand motion abilities. My hand motion ability. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> Teaching people how to say my last name. Yeah. <laughs> That's actually very useful. Um, useless talent. Let's just say I can. Oh, my gosh. I don't really. I don't know. <sighs> it's just one of those questions where I'm like, I have literally nothing. Well, guess what? You've got how many years left in your life to find one out? Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, Useless talent for, um, I, I don't know how I'm able to make as much um, dirty laundry oh. <laughs> as is, po I don't know how it's possible, but I do it. <laughs> you do it. You had 10 times your budget. What would you spend it on? 10 times What's my something budget? something outrageous? Um, I think I would probably plan a trip for my community group. Ooh, 
That'd be fun, right? Yeah. Would you stay in the States? Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. So much to see here. <laughs> if you were going to write a book, what would it be about? Uh, maybe I would write a book about... It's funny. I would write a book about the things I'm reading books about. Okay. <laughs> that sounds interesting. Um, maybe some some rituals for how to worship God. Okay. Sweet. What was your last meal? Um, this morning, I actually made sushi for Nadia for lunch, and I had a little bit <laughs> of sushi. So Nice. Top vacation you're taking this year or want to we haven't planned anything but we're probably gonna go maybe we'll go camping with the kids at some point um and uh we went with my sister-in-law before so maybe that camping cool is there fast oh yeah is there i'm just like looking at you like i'm chilling is there something people typically don't know about you um i went to the olympic trials in 2012 (gasps) oh wow all right what is a place in scripture that is encouraging to you James. (laughs) James. <laughs> Your face. Oh. If you could become an expert in something, what would it be? Yeah. Uh, I feel like I would become an expert in... I love to watch, like, cooking YouTube videos. Sweet. I think better cook. Is there anything people sometimes misunderstand about you? <laughs> that I sound sure of myself. <laughs> Two words that describe you. Uh, social and... Um, active. Do you collect anything? Mm, I feel like I collect, um, do, I collect pictures. Oh, okay. Like the, like the Polaroid pictures that we just took. Yay. Yeah. What is something in your life more challenging than you expected? Um, probably... Oh, this is a deep answer. Is that okay? okay? Yeah, okay. Uh, maybe sharing Christ. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, okay. I'm ready <laughs> or I'm excited. Is there a lie of the enemy you tend to believe? Uh, I don't want to sacrifice the relationship for, um, you know, to share the good news. Yeah. What is a book or resource that influenced you? I talked about it last time, maybe Women of the Word. Um, I just read Living by the Book by Howard Hendricks. Do you have a go-to karaoke song? Um, I just love anything by Shania Twain. All right. <laughs> oh, we finished? Yeah. We almost got him out. That was... That was, <laughs> that was I'm sorry. That was miserable. No. <laughs> Not miserable for like... But I feel like miserable for like <laughs> my quality of answers. But it's okay. When you have... I feel like when you have a timer on you, yeah. it's going to make it difficult no matter what. I'm like, I got nothing. Brain is completely blank. <laughs> you you totally rocked that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so you graciously jumped into doing this podcast with me sort of last minute. Um, the lady that I initially asked declined, which no problem at all. Um, and I don't know if you felt like, oh, yeah, I totally want to be on that podcast. But nevertheless, you said yes. <laughs> anyway, we have shared some good conversations, so I'm yeah. looking forward to another one with you. So you shared the soil you came from, and let's see what's in your garden bed now. So what neighborhood do you live in, and how long have you been there? I live in, technically it's called Kemp Heights, but it's right next to the Montrose and Heights neighborhood. So I technically, so I say that I live there, Montrose Heights. Okay. And um, we moved there in 2019. So, who's in your household? My husband Donick and Nadia, who's my she's almost two. Um, she's 20 months old, and then Costa just joined us in January. So, um, and then two dogs, Banjo and Piper. How long have you been coming to Remnant? Which you said last time, and who invited you? But just share again. 2018, and um, but I first visited when I was dating Donick. Um, so probably 2016, 2017. And he brought you. Yes. Okay, so you have some land, which is a bit of dirt, if you will. God says in his word, his aim is to grow us. So what is that looking like for you? You shared with me in the past that you had been in a season of feeling stagnant and uninspired, you said. But in preparation and prayer for this podcast, you 
had two different words that you yeah. shared. They were um, the two words that I feel like the spirit brought to mind was uh, initiative. I like woke up in the middle of the night and that was the word. <laughs> oh that, wow! Um, that I feel like came to me, wow. and then um, the other word is contending. Okay, so I'm excited to hear. <laughs> about this transformation. So I'm going to change it up a little bit. Um, the order of those garden theme words that if you've been listening to the podcast, you know what they are, but I'm going to get right to the weeds with Molly. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> so you shared with me, you made a confession last year to the Lord and it had a domino effect. Yes. So can you share this story? Yes. We um, have been with the Walshes in community group since I started coming to Remnant in 2018. I feel like that's a long time. It seems like it's a long time to be in the same community group. We've had a split since then. But um, following the split, uh, we had like a kind of a core group of people. And then there were some significant shifts. And like we had one family move away. One family went to a different church. Um, So I feel like especially the – the girl that ended up moving away, we were pretty close and I felt really mad at God that he would take away, you know, these, Mm -hmm. this like significant person in our community group. Um, because I felt like I was like, these were the, these were my people. So I Mm -hmm. felt angry and, um, I was also feeling very uninspired, um, at least in my faith. And I was like, how am I even supposed to, I don't even know who else to navigate this faith walk with if like everybody's leaving, (laughs) you know, we had another, we had um, the Carlson's like they decided to go, you know, they moved and then started like a new group. They're all good things, you know, but anyway, following that um, like season of bitterness, I was at church and I think Josh Roland had a scripture on the screen and it basically just said repent. And I was like. I have been talking about this like <laughs> bitterness to everybody else except for the Lord. <laughs> so yeah. I feel like I had a moment of repentance um, to God. And I really felt like that next week, um, the m- repentance is what brought about this like um, epiphany, if you will, of like, I really feel like God was telling me, I've given you everything you need, mm. like all the tools you need. So especially in his church. Um, and so I was like, okay, if not all, uh, if we're experiencing shift in our community group dynamics, um, God has given me the bigger church family, yeah. remnant family. You know, I think I was just expecting a lot of just my community group, thinking mm-hmm. all my needs are going to be met there. But that's not realistic, you know, no. yeah. because not every community group is going to have every you know, person from every walk of life. Like we have mostly young families in our group, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's biblical that, you know, I'm looking towards older ladies that have wisdom and looking for younger women who are going to like, I, you know, I can disciple. And so I think that was realizing that like, oh, I need to actually say yes to as many opportunities as possible in my bigger church family um, and realizing how much of my heart was actually resistant to that, you know, Mm. like of, no, I have like what I need and um, I don't really, that's a lot of work is I think what my attitude was before, but I really- What was a lot of work? um, What did you mean? A lot of work to uh, pursue relationships outside of my community group. I felt at capacity. You know, and I think that's a temptation that people can feel of like, these are my relationships. These are the ones that I focus on. And I don't think you can see you're not supposed to go like in depth with every single person in your church. Mm -hmm. Like that's not realistic. Mm -hmm. Jesus didn't even do that. But you can seek to serve your larger church and seek to connect. Like, I mean, at the very minimum, I need to be like, you know. I remember Sean actually posted this in one of his, like when COVID was, they, COVID was going on and they were posting those videos. Okay. Sean Pyle was like, I challenge you to meet somebody new at church. And I didn't, I could feel that I didn't want to mm-hmm. like that, just such a stubborn, hard heart. So I feel like that repentance brought about eagerness to be like, where can I actually connect with women in my church or people in my church? Because if I want to be like Christ, I need as many opportunities as possible for his church to rub off on me, you know, mm-hmm. other women to rub off on me and make me like him. 
Um, so I think I just started being like, you know what? I'm, I don't need to create anything. I need to see what is already going on. I need to have the eyes to see what's already going on. Yeah. And I need to lean in to these like spaces. If I feel at capacity, mm-hmm. doesn't mean put more on my schedule. It means lean in harder, like try to get more out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like at church on Sunday, like, you know, try to actually be present and like get to know some people and then um, actually follow up when people extend the invitation. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, just as an example, like you saying, okay, I'm at Maymont every Thursday. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to actually make it a priority to try to get there. Um, mm-hmm. Even if it's not convenient, um, try to figure out how, what's a way that I can um, follow up on that invitation. Cause that's actually God's invitation yeah. to me, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, to meet him because that's where his, his pe- his people are, you mm. know. So. I love that you you said something about your eyes to see. So, not even necessarily adding more to your plate, but just like you said, be present where you are, and just pray like Lord, open my eyes to where I'm already at. Yes, and who are the people that I'm overlapping with? But you and can't do that out of order because you said you had to repent first. Yeah, but. and it's crazy that I that was probably the most like significant to my memory experience of I repented and then the Holy Spirit gave me practical wisdom Mm -hmm. like I'm like oh this is actually what it looks like Mm -hmm. um yeah Yeah. so thankful so quenching the spirit is a real thing (laughs) (laughs) weeds choke um and yeah I just think it's very interesting that you didn't see your attitude as wrong before necessarily Yeah, yeah, I think or did I was, you? I don't no, know. I think you're right. Like, I think just this, like, attitude of, like, no, I'm focusing on these people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, and the f- result was shutting out, I think, like, even, emo- like, mentally shutting out. I don't have, I'm not going to initiate towards that person, mm-hmm. you know, on a Sunday. Because that's not, I don't see the investment. I'm not going to have any, you know longevity of relationship in this other area mm-hmm. you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah so I don't know if I could always take this out of the podcast if it doesn't go well <laughs> I don't know if you would feel comfortable because you said you know you were letting your feelings interpret things and like do you feel comfortable about being a little more specific and I realize that being more specific could open the door to judgment but hopefully not hopefully you sharing will be like a mirror to our own thought life and show that we can all wander away so quickly and that and darkly away because we were talking about the holy spirit illuminating but left to ourselves we sort of just stay in the dark but i don't know i've been reading jaber crow recently and there's parts of that book it's a lot about his internal life and Mm. you read it parts of it and you're like uh, yikes. And then if mm. if my thoughts were penned, I'd be like, triple yikes. <laughs> like, I wouldn't want those <laughs> in books. But right. all that to say, like, you were just bringing folly into the light. You're not saying, like, you're not saying, like, these thoughts that I was thinking about are good, but you're just saying they were true. They were real, like, about, like, your community group or your bitterness towards God. Or I'm yeah. not, you're not even trying to say, like, oh, you should do that. You're just saying it happened. Yeah. I don't know. And asking if you could offer yourself is just sort of like maybe what were some of those lies just to even like warn other ladies that might not realize Yeah. that, you, I don't know if you follow me, but. Yes. I think the big one was um, I'm already at capacity. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, not seeing that like, um I just like couldn't see how I could make more room for more relationships. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's so silly because it's almost like saying, you know, if the church is a body, it's being like, okay, I need to focus on the knee and the wrist and the finger because that's like what I've been given, mm-hmm. you know, but, um, but not seeing that even if I don't have depth of relationships in other areas, that's still worth pursuing. Mm-hmm. So that was a big one. And I think, um, I think bitterness. Um, bitterness is like it, a creepy thing. It, it just yeah, comes it, in slow. <laughs> and I'm noticing, I actually, 
I had a conversation with a woman at Remnant about this, uh, of being like, you know, even seeing in the Bible, like, okay, I'm supposed to have an older woman who's going to mentor me, mm-hmm. you know, or like, you know, disciple me and sure. like glean wisdom from, um, and being like, yeah, but I don't have that. So mm-hmm. feeling the lack, I think is, I don't know how to say that, but feeling like I lacked because mm-hmm. I didn't have these things that God said like would be good for me. But I feel like even part of that repentance period was being like, oh, like um, God has given me all the tools I need in my church, but also God is enough. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's the other thing is like feeling like if even looking at the Bible and being like, well, I don't have that. Well, I don't have that right. community wise. Like, um, so I must be lacking. Mm-hmm. No, God like has given us his son, you know, yeah. so that um, we can have all things. And that's enough. And um, and if I'm not, this even led to the James study, like, okay, I don't have somebody who's like, come and like, let's study this, you know, passage of scripture together, mm-hmm. you know, outside of my community group time. Like I was craving that with women. Um, I, I was like, oh, like, I mean, I need God's word to disciple me. Like at the very, yeah. that's the minimum. Like yeah. I need to be willing to be discipled to God's word. If I'm not even going to God, going to his word mm-hmm. personally, like, do I really want to be discipled mm-hmm. <laughs> if I'm not willing to be discipled by him that's and his word? That's a great word. point. Yeah. So um, just coming back to the basics, I think, is um, just realizing like, oh, I'm, I actually feel unwilling to do the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Um God shouldn't. <laughs> it's a, It's actually okay, I think, and good that God didn't give me all these other things because it was like, I'm not even willing to do the ABCs. So, Yeah, I'm thinking about what you shared in your first episode about how once you make up your mind to do something, you do it. But in the sense, you maybe were coming with an attitude of unwillingness. Yes. But then you're like, okay, Lord, I actually have to operate on your authority. Yeah. And then... Will you change my will? Yeah. So I think that's um, very compelling. So what what is being trained or pruned in your life right now? What in your life doesn't feel good, but it is good? Oh, yikes, Laura. Yeah. Okay, so this this actually, this part feels vulnerable. Because okay. it's like, you know, you don't, I don't really know what God is doing here. But okay. I think of that word contending. I um did Jackie Hill Perry's um, book study on the book of Jude and she spent some time talking about the um, talking about the word contending and how I actually don't hear anybody say that word so here you are saying it help us yeah let me read the the scripture (laughs) dear friends although I was eager to write to you about the salvation we share I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was delivered to the saints once for all okay so um, I think I'm realizing that um, the similar spirit that we were just talking the unwilling spirit, mm-hmm. I feel an unwilling spirit to contend for the faith. I think I'm just like starting to see it for what it is, like that uh, feels so icky, you know, mm-hmm. that um, I feel like there are so many opportunities and times where I'm like not willing to stand for Christ and mm-hmm. um, and what he did and um, willing to let people just continue in their um, in their thinking. And that's this is especially true with um, my family. I've, I think I like like to lie to myself that it's um, gracious to let people be where they're at. And um, so I just kind of let them talk and not being willing to correct or contend for what Christ has done for everybody. My husband, he didn't grow up in a Christian home, and some of his story is that people share the gospel, and he did not give them the reaction they were looking for, but they were working on him. So it's not, I guess, the contending in the faith is, I guess, a command. Is it a command? And it, it's not based on the a guaranteed outcome in that moment anyway yeah of the person do you think about that yes yeah i think i'm really um just confess that i feel really motivated by their reaction Mm -hmm. to me Um, especially because uh, i feel really close to my family and most of them are 
um, don't believe in Christ. So I think um, knowing that they're triggered by it, yeah. like, is is hard because I'm like, I don't want to do that to them, especially having family that lives out of town and I only see them every once in a while. Mm-hmm. I'm like, do I even want to go there? Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think also being aware that, um, you know, I think uh, Josh Rowland preached on this a couple weeks ago in Nehemiah, like, mm-hmm. realizing you're going to look like a conservative racist bigot or whatever he said like not racist but like you know what I mean like where it's like oh well maybe I feel like that just gets slapped in a lot of times yeah just (laughs) no matter what like (laughs) if you don't follow this like particular ideology like Mm -hmm. then you are x you know Mm um or like seeing you know family looking in and being like you're sheltering your kids too much or you know whatever so yeah so how has god been in this training process you know how is he teaching him to or teaching you to train your eyes to look for his favor i guess i'm trying to say rather than the favor of others or is it still super new and rough yeah it feels very new and rough so but i think i'm really aware that our pastors are trying to equip us in this work Mm -hmm. like they're very intentional about that so um, even being like, okay, this is what our, my pastors are praying for their church and for me. Um, I feel like uh, that's that's a big one. And um, maybe wanting to watch other Christians' example in this mm-hmm. and maybe even wanting to learn like some of the like strategy is an icky word but like it, it sure. feels icky when it comes to like but just maybe like frameworks for more thinking. thoughtful methods that, yes <laughs> like because i really think that contending for the faith like i think that covers evangelism mm-hmm. you know that's the big one that i think about um and it's great that we talked about my background story because i feel like i remembered the zealousness that i had mm-hmm. where i was like very unconcerned about you know i didn't care like I was going to talk about what Christ has done in my life. But the other thing that I think is like just being able to realize that, I mean, in James, it talks about being a doer of the word mm-hmm. and realizing that like this is actually um, a, it's a muscle that you have to exercise. And I think you and I talked about this once, too, where like, for example, when you s- the command to submit to your husband, yeah. sometimes like you don't you don't like figure out what submission means or looks like and read books about it first you just get married and you figure out as you're going mm-hmm. what it looks like to submit to your husband yeah and just trusting that like because god said it i need to do it yeah. you know and i can feel like the stubbornness in my heart when it comes to like i'm in these situations and um i don't know uh, i'm just realizing how much i justify like oh i was just listening to what where they're at like, mm-hmm. no, I was listening and not willing to say anything. So, yikes. Can anyone else identify yeah. with Amalia? <laughs> so let's change it up a little bit. There's definitely lots of work to be done. But um, under God's direction, what seeds in faith are you sowing? So this is the part that's what is like new or at the beginning stages. Um, I think you also felt like contending for faith inside and outside the church. You talked about outside just a little bit. What did you mean by inside? Um, I would say, I think it's even seeing that, like, trying to think of, like, an example that we can kind of, like, get a handle on. Mm -hmm. But I don't know. I feel like my community group leader, Pete, does this really well, like, of just even realizing. I mean, this is part of, like, the pastoral work that he has to do as a community group leader Mm -hmm. of like saying even as we're even as a christian like how can we you said sin is deceitful how can we be believing these like things and not even see that that's actually what we're doing or Mm -hmm. what we're believing is it okay if i pull up james really quick yes Um, please or sorry not james jude have mercy on those who waver save others by snatching them from the fire Mm. um have mercy on others, but with fear, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. Like maybe in the inside the church. I mean, I guess you can fall in any of those camps, right? Yeah, sure. 
just like even and even having the this is the other thing that I really have been praying about but like in meditating on like how do we Jesus says that we need to um stop a judging according to outward appearances rather judge according to righteous judgment and then James like talks about desiring wisdom from above but being able to like actually see who are the people who are wavering Mm -hmm. who are the people who are like they're playing with fire and Mm -hmm. I need to snatch them out Mm -hmm. you know um how do I who are the people that I'm like having mercy on but like I'm hating the like the clothes that they're putting on and says like even the garment defiled by the flesh like the this like maybe ideologies or beliefs that they're like pursuing or about like i feel like you can if you're following in one of those camps you can kind of figure out um how should you what does it look like to contend for the faith yeah um it doesn't look the same it's not a one-size-fits-all but really desiring the wisdom from above to be able to navigate it maybe even helping someone to see what has been shown to you i'm even going back to the bitterness because a lot of times I've had definitely some people in the church have been reading the Wilson book about bitterness and I can't tell you how many times I've heard people say I didn't know I was bitter Mm. until I read that book and that I can't remember the passage but it says like something about how like just bitterness destroys and everything and it's just totally destructive and so if that's something not repented of or not even recognized by like Mm -hmm. our church family like how that's actually holding us hostage we're like in the weeds the the fruit of the spirit can't grow up so uh, yeah just even maybe helping others see or just making an opportunity to study god's word so that god's word can shine a light yeah on sin i don't know like yeah like your james study or um, my husband just started on friday morning super early um, just for guys and they're just reading first John and just letting the word just they'll just read the same verse like literally Ryan said like over and over and over and over and over again and he said it's wild how so they'll read it over and over and over again stop and pray and then it, I don't know say I'll just make this up like the eighth time they've read it someone will be like oh I didn't even realize that mm. and it's like okay well you already read it seven times but sometimes you just have to like submit yourself because we're that distracted like where that, um, I don't know, just sometimes we aren't willing to just sit before the Lord and let him tell us what's up. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like that's beautiful because that last part, it's like realizing that this kind of like if you step back from like where bitterness comes from, it comes from entitlement. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I really think that there's this like it's, it's really pride, you know. I know that that's – very cliche to say but there's like there this entitlement of like even you know let's bring in the example of like you know my bitterness about god taking away a good friend okay you know bring taking community away mm-hmm. okay like i feel entitled to like have a have a friend who's going to challenge me to you know pursue the lord in my community group and we're going to do everything together and mm-hmm. no god does god does not have to give me that yeah <laughs> so i think like the humility is like such a big piece of that like are we even do i have the humility to like see where god is already working in my mm-hmm. church and enter in like that's that's harder that's harder to choose i think mm. and then open yourself up to like whatever gifts he's going to give you as you do that because a lot of times he gives the gift kind of after your hand is open not where you're like clenching and like hiding your hand behind your back it's like you actually like need to push it out unclench it have it open Mm. and then be ready to receive and maybe receive something that you didn't have in your head at first you know like i feel entitled to a certain thing Mm -hmm. you know of like this is what it's gonna look like Mm -hmm. no like maybe the thing i'm praying for god wants to give me in a different form you know yeah or he wants me to wait or pray about it. Mm-hmm. He wants to give it to me later. Mm-hmm. So, okay. Thanks to everybody listening yeah. to Costa. <laughs> Costa, he's so busting. so cute, so chubby. All right, so let's talk about some more of this watering. That's sort of like the daily. This is the active tending in your life, a constant prayer or stewardship. Um, 
There's two things you mentioned. I want to start, if it's okay with you, with this rhythm of worship that you yeah. shared. What does that mean? Well, so I've been thinking about it because there were two books I um, recently read. Mel Stubbins gave me Habits of the Household by Justin Whitmill Early. Um, and he talked about this very well. So I feel like if you're interested in that, you can look at that book. Okay. And also, I'm currently reading You Are What You Love with my community group and the Dotsons community group. And that's been really good. But just this idea that God made us creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. And I actually just finished Leviticus. Mm-hmm. And like Numbers talks about it a little bit. But just even thinking about like God, um, he created us to um, remember him in these like different rhythms like especially looking at Leviticus and seeing what God had for, you know, the rhythms of worship for his chosen people. Mm-hmm. It's kind of cool to think about that. Like, okay, how do I create that in like the context of my home mm-hmm. um, for my family? Um, it's like doing it personally is important. And then also helping my family, like even helping my husband. Like, yes, he's the leader of our family, but sometimes it's helpful for me to just be like, let's do this. And, of course, he's going to say yes, you know. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's my strength, too, is, like, those kinds of rhythms. And then, um, so, for example, we chose, um, so every night we just read um, a book of the Bible from the Big Story Book Bible. Yeah. And... Um, and then Donic leads us in prayer, but and then every morning we just Donic and I will read a chapter of something from the Bible on audio. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we discuss it. Sometimes we have a busy day, so we don't. Mm-hmm. And then um, usually I pray. So um, just trying to get into that habit. Mm-hmm. And then um, and then obviously praying before meals. But then the other thing. So I think I've just been thinking a lot about like. What are the things that I want to do? What Mm -hmm. are the things that, like, God wants for me um, that he says he shows up in? Mm -hmm. So how do I build that into my day, my week, like, my month? Um, Wanting to grow in, like, hospitality. And one of the things that the Habits of the Household book talked about was the difference between entertainment and hospitality. Okay. Like, if you're entertaining somebody, you create this big event that they'll remember. They'll remember hospitality is like being willing to invite somebody into your home, no matter what your home looks like, where you're at in your life. Um, So yeah. um, Just realizing how much of like, we're really changed by like these, by the things that we choose to do. Mm -hmm. So that's what the, you are, what you love book talks about. And so um, if I want to be more like Christ, I need to create rhythms for um, him to work like these like areas that the Holy Spirit can work through, Mm -hmm. you know, spaces where he can work through. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I think James, if I'm remembering, doesn't James talk about like, well, we will look at what we love, like that we'll let our eyes linger on. Mm -hmm. And so it's just sort of a good reminder. (laughs) to be looking at things that are lovely or that yeah can you like talk more about that because I feel like you explained it so well when we did that James study oh now I'm on the spot (laughs) I I don't remember what I'm trying to say well I remember I got sort of lost in a deep deep place with um thinking just about our eyes and what we look on and how that connects to our soul and how in the scriptures if you read through the whole scriptures we're always wanting to go back to seeing the face of God even Mm -hmm. and he's always inviting us if go back to that invitation word to like look on his face and knowing God is to be face to face that's what heaven is after all is um, being with with the one we love face to face and so are we practicing looking at things that are good so that we're ready for heaven or are we always trying to turn our face away and sneak a glance at something else I don't know um so if we're talking about right now watering, this is, we're not talking about something that's like perfected in us. We're talking about like stewardship, daily um, offerings to the Lord, like submitting over and over again to do like the same thing. So what you're talking about, like it's very easy to wake up and just say, ah, eh, not today. Like I'm not going to pray or whatever, but somehow God commands us to, 
you know, to those good things to like keep looking at his face, keep, yeah, looking into the things of God. Yeah, I think the other thing that I was thinking about is that when I'm actually fasting from social media for the season of Lent right now. Okay. And the re- part of the motivation for it is like, I mean, this is, everybody understands this, but when my eyes are not looking at social media, my eyes are going to be free up to see mm-hmm. all the places in my house that need some TLC, mm-hmm. you know, like so that I can actually be more diligent mm-hmm. in um, keeping my home, yeah. you know. So um, being aware of like what are my eyes looking at even throughout my day yeah. and what, how is that either helping me become like Christ, you know, love God mm-hmm. or how is it serve my family yeah. or how is that actually like choking out God, what God wants me to do and what he wants to do with me. You know? Yeah. So you mentioned also building up ladies in your community group. So somehow God has still brought you back to this love and commitment for, for your community group. Like, how do you see this as stewardship? Yeah. So that word initiative that I felt like kept coming up, it's like, um, or even this, uh, the idea that we were just talking about earlier of like leaning in Mm -hmm. to where God has me being like, okay, like, let me have the eyes to see the individual people in Mm -hmm. my community group. And like, how do I actually, at the very minimum, it needs like, it's like taking the initiative to know what is going on in that person's life. And how do I like pray for them and follow up with like the events that are happening, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, But then like at a, you know, ideally it's also knowing, taking the initiative to be curious, to find out like, what is God teaching you? Asking, Mm -hmm. Asking a lot of the same questions that I feel like you've, you're you trying to ask women in the church. Mm-hmm. Like, I need to be doing that, being curious about them and figuring out, maybe using that righteous judgment that Christ talks about to be like, how, where where do I fit into that? Like, yeah. how can I actually um, encourage them, exhort them to, like, be more Christ-like? Mm-hmm. Um, like, not even just for them, but actually for me. Yeah. You know, um, it was kind of cool. We were like talking about New Year's resolutions in our community group. And one girl said like, oh, I've been um, every single year I have read the Bible as my goal, um, you know, for my for my New Year's resolution. Mm -hmm. And I was like, let's just do that together. Like it's so that was like such an easy way to be like, how can I help you Mm -hmm. um, do what you want to do already? How can we link arms? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, taking that initiative um, to uh, find out what are the things that God is bringing to mind for those women and how can I pray for them? Well, what's unifying about that, too, is um, just if you're putting your hands to the plow with a person, you have the same goal and desire. Like you can't you're definitely going to be built up together yeah. <laughs> in that. Yeah, absolutely. no question. Um so I'm thinking we can't really imagine what we haven't seen. Is there a well that you are drawing on for for this endeavor of trying to build up ladies? Or, or you said you're just sort of God's word is, is that well for you? I think that's the big one is I've been thinking a lot about like the spiritual disciplines, okay. um, especially with this like initiative, like or being a doer of the word. Mm-hmm. Um, this idea of like where are the where are the areas that God like actually does tell me to act, mm-hmm. you know, or tell me to do. Mm-hmm. That should be a forming how I pick what my rhythms are. Mm-hmm. Um and I feel like the big one is like wor- the his word and prayer. And so it's like how do I help uh, I guess I want to um I want to love it more mm-hmm. and I feel like I'm so motivated socially. It's yeah. uh I guess God created us, all, all of us like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, how do we do that together? Mm-hmm. Um, how do we learn to love his word together? That's really beautiful. Even just thinking of, like, in ancient history, the Bible wasn't really read alone. <laughs> it was read yeah. know, in the company of believers. Um, yeah, I think it's so beautiful that the, you know, I feel like currently Tiffany Gunther is um, having hosting ladies at her house. Yeah. And it's just so lovely to me that there's no, like, in-depth discussion, you know, like created. It, it's just 
we're just going to read these four chapters of the Bible out loud. Like yeah. just the reading of the word. That's Anyone like is biblical. welcome, by the way. Um, contact Tiff Friday mornings. Um, so just to throw a monkey wrench in there, you aren't the person charged to lead your community group in title. But community group leaders are definitely a gift and a unique way to serve in remnant church. And I think, you know, it's a seasonal calling. Commands of God, though, aren't seasonal. And that's what you're talking about. You're like going yeah. to his word and you're still like looking within your community group for ways to to serve and build up. Um, yeah. yeah. And, and I guess he's giving like you the marching orders per se. And you've been obeying, which is pretty cool. So you were just talking about like knowing what is good, doing it, actually listening to the word, doing what it says and leaving the results to God, I think is what sounds like you're saying. Wow. You just summarized that so succinctly. (laughs) So let's move on to planning. We've got two words left, um, desires and dreams. And you mentioned, I think this is a really precious dream to bear mature fruit is something you're desirous of. Yes. So what in... What inspires you to bear mature fruit? Oh, that's a hard question. I think uh, similar to in a, kind of around the same time that I was thinking about the my bitterness about, you know, taking the community group shifts. Um, it was also realizing um, and repenting of like this, like immature thought process about it. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not a bad thing to want to lean, to focus on my community group, but being like, Oh, I actually need to like grow past that. Um, and I, I remember when the pastors were preaching through the book of Ephesians, Mm -hmm. that was like, that's actually Paul's prayer for the church is to like, um, for the saints to have maturity. And um, I feel like the pastors talk about that a lot. Like, we want you guys to grow up in, in in these things. So realizing, like, oh, I – being able to see and recognize, like, and not get really hurt mm-hmm. by this idea of, like, I'm actually immature in some areas. Yeah. You know? Like, I have a lot of growth that I need in certain areas, and I need a lot of help. And that's not just the, like, I'm saying that because I'm supposed to say that. That's, like, of, like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm actually very immature in my thinking, and I really want to be mature. (laughs) Um, I'm going to actually ask you to say that again because I think we can all hear what you just said and not let it sit on us. You said you, and I'll let you say it again, something about saying out loud what what was that thing you didn't want to say, admit to I didn't want to, what did I just say? You said, I don't want to admit I'm immature. Yeah. Like that I'm actually immature in like, yeah, that I'm immature in my thinking. You wanted to be somebody you aren't. Yeah. Or think of yourself that way. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, it's okay. It's just so nice that in Christ, we have the freedom to say that and mm-hmm. not be crushed by it. Yep. <laughs> like that actually the spirit is going to bring that to mind. And he's like showing us that so that we can, he can strengthen us. Like in Hebrews, um, I love this verse in Hebrews 12, it says, um, Discipline. No discipline seems enjoyable at the time, but painful. Later mm-hmm. on, however, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it. Therefore, strengthen your tired hands mm-hmm. and weaken knees and make straight paths for your feet so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but healed instead. Mm-hmm. You know, like the idea that let me just say it for what it is. Mm-hmm. And um, because God wants to strengthen me, you yeah. know, and he he wants me to um, he wants to heal me of these like. Uh, these ways of thinking that are so immature, so sinful, you know, Um, and that he has a, the other thing that I think about a lot is like, he has immeasurable riches of kindness to us. And um, that when I choose to not partake, that that's like me being given a million dollars and then me being like, "Mm, let me just not do anything with it. Mm -hmm. No, it's like, he wants us to use his riches. Like, And he gave us riches of kindness in his church. So I think recently it's been like he has riches, riches of kindness 
like with a depth that we need to like go down into mm-hmm. in his word mm-hmm. um and in his church yep. it's like there's we're, we're, we can never grow past it that's what our pastors always say right mm-hmm. we never grow past the gospel yeah i have a this is kind of a funny story so i don't even know why i've, I've never heard these before because i hear of this guy but my husband quotes him a lot and i can't do it he has an accent. He goes like, have you ever told a lie? Do you know who that guy is? No. Anyways, he has like a YouTube channel and he just goes up to people on the street and starts asking them if they want to talk about the Ten Commandments. I don't, can't remember how he does it. And I'll find his name and put it in the notes. But I just like a month ago when I was building something for the basement boutique, I was down here and I was like, I should finally just listen to this guy that Ryan's always quoting. Have you ever told a lie? So I started watching his videos and he just goes through like first people on the street don't think that they're bad, really, you know, or aren't sinners typically um, are like, yeah, well, maybe. And then so he just starts asking him the Ten Commandments. And then that is judgment on our heads <laughs> because he just says at the end of it, he sums it all up. So he's like, OK, so you're a lying, thieving idolater like he just says all the things and it's like this is the label on our heads like and it caused me to be like okay yeah this is what i am i can't beat around the bush it's like you're a liar you are this you are that you are this and you are that and it was actually really good for my mind to or my uh, for my lips to say that those things out loud because then it's like okay i need a savior (laughs) yeah i need the healing that you're talking about and you have to be willing to so anyways his his um videos were really helpful because it just i think a lot of times it's easy to just be like well, not that bad or yeah they're worse than me or whatever especially when you're trying to pursue it in, mm-hmm. in the context of a church i yeah. think it's like it's hard to when you're putting in effort it's hard to admit like yeah i'm putting in a lot of effort and mm-hmm. like not all of it's like correct or efficient or Mm -hmm. you know what I mean like um just because you study really hard for a test doesn't mean that you're going to ace it Mm -hmm. kind of thing where it's like oh I'm actually like not very I'm not really thinking about this correctly Mm -hmm. or I'm not looking I don't know you know what I'm trying to say yeah Ryan said something that I have to think about more the other day I asked him like how would you answer this question like can um Christians fail and he was like, well, it's obvious. I'm like, oh, is it? <laughs> and then he's like, uh, yeah. He's like, that's what we do. He's like, but Christ is the one who doesn't, Laura. Like, yes. you don't get it backwards. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's so <laughs> cool that, like, I think I'm just really mystified by the fact that even this, like, kind of eagerness to take initiative in my life, mm-hmm. like, um, I feel like I just didn't understand James and like faith and works at all Mm -hmm. before. And um, I I just could not wrap my brain around it. And now I'm like, oh, this is what it means. It's like this this mystery of how the Holy Spirit is actually motivating my heart really to worship is what it is. Like he's to worship correctly in practical everyday ways, you know. It's afforded by the cross of Christ, yeah. you know, like the the cross is the reason that I can even have the ability to be like, let me actually reevaluate my life, like take initiative to give God glory in this area, this area, this area, you know. Yeah. And yeah, I, we're not doing that very well. I'm not doing it well, but I want to do it better. So yeah. So we're winding down on time, but really quickly, I just want to draw out something that you wrote in your notes like um, something that you also think signals mature fruit is sitting with orphans and widows in their afflictions can you just can you just talk about that really quick Hmm. that was one of the things that James said was uh, basic Christianity yes (laughs) one of the ways that we showed that we're a doer of the word Mm -hmm. Um, so that was even one of the areas that I was like, do I have the eyes to see the mm-hmm. orphans and widow- widows in mm-hmm. affliction in my everyday life? Like, yeah. and how do I create, you know, how how do we do that? Mm-hmm. And I love that in James, it doesn't even say that we need to do something for them. Mm-hmm. It's just sitting with them mm-hmm. in their affliction. 
think Jen Wilkin kind of talked about that in her teaching. Yeah. It's like, that's not very hard to ask of me, you know? Like, that means, um, I love the story that you shared of your neighbor who goes, okay. um, who goes yeah. across the street to the house that you said that you... Do you remember talking about this? You said that there is a house that you you're like I'd never see anybody coming out of it. But you oh. have a fr- uh, you have a neighbor. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Who goes and yes says hello. Yeah. Every week or what? 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 Yes. So um, there's this mysterious house at the end of our block, and then I started taking more walks. Or oh yeah, I started running last year. Very humble. Oh my gosh, I can't run very far, but because of the time of day that I would kind of consistently go, I would see a neighbor always like entering or exiting this mysterious house. And then so finally I asked that one neighbor who I saw, I was like, who lives there? Like what's going on? And she just said, "Um, actually the neighbor I'm talking about is a Christian. And then I guess she just said, oh, that's so-and-so. And it's just, we just get together. It's not a big deal. Like I thought something was wrong. And there was nothing, which is why she was so frequently going. But no, nothing was wrong. She was just checking on her neighbor. And um, what's really cool is you don't know this yet, Molly, but we hosted my family. We kind of, I don't know, maybe a couple of times a year do something where we literally invite every single person on our block to come. And so that neighbor would have been invited to all of these things. But I honestly, I don't even know who it is or what kind of old, young person I have no idea but anyways this past time finally we got a handwritten letter back in our mail in our mailbox saying thank you so much for that invitation and an invitation to come get to know them more um so I believe it's an elderly lady so anyways mm-hmm. I'll be knocking on her door soon and we'll see what happens so after all these years we've been here like five years <laughs> but what were you saying yeah so that neighbor just practically just says hello I think Yes. Most days to the neighbor across yes. the street. Nothing really much more than that. Yeah. Just a hello. Yeah. I think like just realizing um, what is like the smallest baby step towards somebody that I could take, mm-hmm. you know, to be like, not that you're trying to like check it off, you know, but to be like, okay, God has something for me here. Mm-hmm. You know, if this is what he's commanding me. Mm-hmm. So who who do I need to pay attention to, yeah. you know? And if you're listening to the podcast and you have any ways that maybe you're doing that or God has shown you, like, I'd be excited to hear about it. And I know Molly would, too. Yeah. (laughs) So be sharing. All right. Finally, let's just get to that harvest question. Um, Answered prayers, God's faithfulness. And we'll wrap up here. um, Just a victory that you've you've got to enjoy. I think the the one that comes to mind is uh this joy that i've experienced postpartum and i think the reason it seems significant to me is because um i i feel like i can definitively say this is the lord's kindness to me because mm-hmm. there are so many accounts that i follow like on instagram that um talk about like the prevalence of postpartum depression and not yeah. saying that like if you're a Christian, you don't experience this. Like, Mm -hmm. I, you know, not saying that at all, but I think that like God's kindness to me is that um, in this like very vulnerable period of having a newborn, like Mm -hmm. when Satan loves to prey on new moms, like um, I I just- When our hormones are, who knows where? (laughs) Like he loves to leverage that, you know? Like um, I, I, I have felt like so- protected actually by God and mm-hmm. like supported where I'm like I, I like don't even know what that's like like I feel completely supported and um I feel God's love and joy and peace in mm-hmm. this time and I praise God. yeah praise God for that because um and it it really feels like I just get this like sense where it's like oh no that's actually God's protection mm-hmm. over me Um, And part of it is, like, just being willing to um, let God's church serve me Mm -hmm. in this vulnerable period, not just for me, but actually, like, God is going to bless other people, like, in serving me. Mm -hmm. So um, he has something for them if they serve me. So I can't, I shouldn't um, deny people of that, you know? Yep. Something, a newer thought that I've been mulling over is, like, complete love is love given, but also received. So the Trinity... If we want to follow in the Godhead's example, like you actually have to receive love and not turn it away. Mm. 
um, or say, I don't need that. I'm too, I'm above (laughs) someone giving to me. Yeah. And receiving. Yeah. So let's see. So is this, would you say that God has given you a gift of like a gentle, humble heart in this season? Oh gosh. (laughs) That's definitely a struggle of mine. Um, well, yeah. you seem very gentle with your son right now. Oh, yeah. I think um, I think humil- much more humility before God. Need more of it, mm-hmm. but um, humility to realize like He's got some amazing things cooked up, um, and <laughs> He really wants me to see and not make it all about me and like where where I'm at, but um, want to involve other people into it. So, yeah. And you haven't seen the end of his goodness. It's still going to keep coming. No, it's so crazy. <laughs> um, so finally, I just want to like bring it full circle because I think it has something to do with where we started in the weeding. So you prayed for discipleship as you, just to say it like clearly, I think you kind of answered it, but just to say it clearly, like, have you seen a harvest in this? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um it's cool because I was like, okay, where where is God already working in Remnant Church? Mm-hmm. Like, if I want to do a Bible study with women, mm-hmm. where are the Bible studies yeah. <laughs> that people women are already doing? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, Chantel Soto um, and um, Sid Gunther, um, Gunther, she, they both like hosted the To the Word Bible study. Um, mm-hmm. So, so blessed just to hear God's word read. Yeah. Um, with other women and get to n- have a space to get to know other women. Um, yep. The James study, I really expected when I put it out there for people. I remember I, I wrote, typed it out like multiple <laughs> days and then would delete it. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> and then finally I was like, okay, let me just post it. Because Tell me why you deleted it. Like you didn't I, think it was a good idea? Because I felt very like, who am I to, you know, like who am I to say the you know to lead something like that like when i really want to learn like that's i I really want somebody else to lead me in this but Mm. you know um but let me just go ahead and this is what i want to do um and none of the girls in my community group were in a season like you know one had a newborn one was pregnant first trimester like they weren't in a season to do it with me and I didn't want to ask that of them. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, let me just put it out there for people. And I thought that maybe I'd get like one person. Okay. And it was so, I mean, wasn't that amazing? It was not one. It was a houseful. Yeah, yeah. It was like, you know, some weeks it was, you know, seven, eight women mm-hmm. at 630 in the morning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, and they had done homework all week long, mm-hmm. you know, answering questions, listening to the teaching. Yeah. Um, and that's on top of other things that people already have. So... Um, and I was so blessed by that. I mean, you and I talked about how I feel like James, that James study, I'm still like not at the end of what, no way. Have, uh, what, how God is blessing me. Yeah. Like, I feel like those verses come to mind so much. So much. And it just shows that like when, when the time is spent to study, really study God's word, mm-hmm. it's like that is like such a fishes and loaves thing where it's like he multiplies it like crazy Mm -hmm. because I have been like so challenged by what James has said and to see like oh this is this is how I become a mature Christian is doing what James is teaching me to do Mm -hmm. you know so um yeah so thankful that um we got to sit in that space and I actually asked for women that were in like a further season of life so mm-hmm. you were I feel like you were an answer to my prayer that you mm-hmm. came to the James study and I'm how like, could you know I was praying for that yeah I know really well. isn't that so crazy yeah and um and even to like be discipled by my peers too to yeah. realize that like oh I'm I'm immature and so like just because I'm in a space with other women who are in a similar life stage like mm-hmm. I can still be discipled by them yeah you know yeah so it's, it's so cool to see how God has um, blessed me in that. Okay. I'm going to wrap this up, um, but this is just an invitation to talk to Molly more. If she said anything that you wanted to over um, more with her, um, maybe she'll drink some tea with you. <laughs> um, Molly, do you have um, anything that you brought to close this out with today? And since we talked about James, yeah. I have a verse from James, one that really stuck out to me. Um, and I w- want to pray this for the women at Remnant. Um, okay. 
uh, but the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer who works, this person will be blessed in what he does. So I just um, I love that piece about uh, looking intently mm-hmm. at the perfect law of freedom because mm-hmm. we don't think of the law as something that's freeing, but um, because of what Christ has done, it is. Um, yeah. And I do pray that we, um, as women of uh, of Christ, that we persevere in those things, like for the sake of our families and um, for the sake of God's kingdom. You know, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to do this with you, sisters. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna have you read that one more time. Sure. And that will close this out today. Thanks yeah. for listening. The one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres in it and is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer who works, this person will be blessed in what he does. James 1, 25. Amen. Thank you for listening to The Whole Home Podcast, a podcast that displays the unity of sisters in the local church and the way God so wonderfully gives us to each other in our uniqueness and in our sameness for his glory. The stories we share weave together as one grand testimony to the work of Christ and His faithful presence in the garden of our lives. Remember, the Master Gardener is always at work, so let's yield to Him and grow where we're planted.